because I felt like, you know, because you're watching yourself as you do it and you're imagining yourself doing it. And when I kind of do the drills, I kind of picture the person in the video trying to do them and trying to like mimic like those different arm movements and stuff. And so it, I think it definitely, definitely made a huge difference. Um, but I remember like, you know, you want to, like, I was progress, you know, digressing. And so I was like, I remember being like, just like around 136 for a hundred yards when I first started that five day catch challenge. And by the end, like, and I gauged myself off of doing that four by hundred meters, I think you had with like 30 seconds rest. And so my average, when I first started, was like 136. And when I finished, I was down to like 125 at the end. And I did it on five consecutive days because I was like, you know, that's what it's set up for. It's set up for a five day challenge. So I did it in five consecutive days. And I saw like- Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast, the show that helps swimmers and triathletes love the water, become a better swimmer and live a better life. Here's your host, Brenton Ford. Welcome to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. This is episode number 203. And my guest today is Chris Namoli. Chris, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I, um, I wanted to get you on the podcast because over the last couple of months and seeing some incredible improvements on, on your end. So I wanted to get your take on what what's made the difference for you. Because I think when people have made those improvements and they share what's made a difference for them. I find there's a lot of takeaways for, for the listeners of the podcast. So I wanted to get you on for that and, uh, and to chat about some of the um, successes that you've had. So what's your, your background with swimming? So you, you're a triathlete, um, but what's your background with swimming? When did you start? Um, uh, 2018. <laughs> um, I have never, I've never done competitive swimming or done any kind of like real swimming. I just, watch people do it and so i was able to kind of just do it to survive out in the water um i do some surfing and stuff and so i am able to swim just enough to be able to survive out in the water and get myself back in the shore uh but as far as being a competitive swimmer and doing it for full for fall for the for full lengths and long lengths of time i uh, just i've never done it until 2018. and you just picked it up because it's a necessary evil in triathlon. That's uh, that yeah, you, yeah. So I was, is. yeah, I was, I was coming off a foot injury in running. Um, I was having a, I was having a foot issue, and so I wasn't seeing the uh, the drop in weight that I was hoping to see uh, in my training after six weeks. And so I was like, all right, you know, instead of pushing, being over forty and being close to forty, I was like, I didn't want to be able to like start hammering miles and like really press the envelope. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to be racing for a while anyway. Why don't I do some triathlons? It'll give me a chance to do some cross training. And then that'll can, I can add that as cardio to be that I'll be able to see the results that I'm looking for. And I don't have to push the running side of it and increase mileage too fastly. I could still be patient because I was coming off a good break where I missed like um, two to three months of running. And so I was just trying to do like a slow build up back up. Um, and so that's how I got into the triathlons and I knew and eventually the future would be that way because I don't want to continue to be like, you know, I eventually figure I'll break down eventually running wise. And like, I won't be able to train, you know, the 70, 80 miles a week that I normally would like to run. So, um, you know, triathlons, I figure would be end up being in the future anyway. So it was a good time to kind of start. And once I started, I had like a really good fall season in 2018. And then I did it again in 2019 and had a better fall. So it was just like, it just became a no brainer to just do it in the summer. Cause it's just fun to kind of like focus on something different. Yeah. And so your background's running. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always been a runner. 
And because I mean, just looking at your um, your half Ironman run time was it was it a what an hour fifteen hour sixteen? Yeah, you did? 70, yeah, I was seventy five twelve for the half Ironman. Yeah, that's quick. <laughs> that's very quick. Um, <laughs> and uh, and so with your your swimming when you started swimming for triathlon, what was your experience like, and what sort of like training plan were you following when you first began? Was it just rock up at the pool and cut a few laps? Or do you have a bit more uh, That's exactly what it was. It was um so my so the first triathlon that I was doing was gonna be obviously a sprint that had a quarter mile swim. So my goal was all right, I need to be able to swim at least four hundred meters. So literally the first so I want to say I started training in May and the race was in July. So the first month and I was just making stuff up. So I was just like, all right, I just need to do four by I was literally I was doing four by one hundreds with thirty seconds rest, and that was my swim. Um, I did that for about a month, uh, two to three days a week. And then I got to the point where I was like starting extending it. So I was now I was doing four by 400, I would do four by 100 and then I would swim for 200 and then I would swim for 300 and then swim for 400. And so that was like, that ended up being the way that I trained for that first Ironman. I mean, not first Ironman, first triathlon. Was probably not a bad, uh, like not a bad way to go about it. Just that steady build up of, of distance. And when you first got in the water, was did you have much an idea of what you should be thinking about with your technique? Did you have any uh, one helping you or any advice from uh, friends? I didn't have anybody helping me. I didn't. I didn't use my GoPro at the time yet. I was just, um, just I was just getting pointers from people and really just trying to survive and just trying to. You know, all right, I did this. I'm looking at this time. All right, this was good. This was good. I didn't really start diving into techniques and stuff until I got done that, those first two races. So I had done two that first summer, and it was one in July, and then the next one was in August. Um, and then I didn't do another one again until the following year. And then it was sometime in December because I was like, oh, I did the second I can, I can keep swimming during training and stuff and use it as like, double, instead of doubling, I can now like train doubling for running. I can now just swim instead of like running and that'll just save me even more um, pounding. Off. So my plan was, so I went and got a swim analysis done by a local guy who does like swim clinics and stuff around here. Um, and that's where I started first making some of the adjustments that I was kind of able to start making. And what pace were you for those first two triathlons? Can you remember? Roughly where you were. Uh, I was right at eight minutes for the quarter miles. For the quarter mile, so it would be about four hundred right, meters. Yeah. So about two minutes, yeah. two minutes, yeah, per hundred meters, I think. Yeah. Um, yep. Based on that. So um, and yeah, <laughs> so I mean, you. When I was doing the four hundreds in the pool, my goal was to break eight minutes, and I was like eight oh ten the first couple, and then like got down to like eight something, and then I was down. Then I finally, right before the race, I think I swam like seven fifty or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And then just for, for context for those listening, your recent half Ironman was uh, about 130, I'm trying to think of the pace, 134, 135 yeah, pace. 29.32 29, for the 1.2 miles. Um, so I think that was like right around 130, 132. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, that's a, that's a significant improvement. And even just sort of working with you and develop you know working to develop your stroke we've seen some really good changes over that time and maybe going back to when you had the first analysis by the uh, the local swim coach what were some of those things that he pointed out to you 
Uh, he said I was swimming flat. So my hips were flat when I was swimming. I was late breathing um, because it was like when my arm was coming out, like when I went to go do my recovery, I was coming up late to breathe and I was coming too far back. And so it was like making my also hips kind of like sinking everything. Um, he mentioned that, you know, I had a high turnover and he said my aerobic engine, like the only reason I was able to swim the way that I was, was because of my aerobic engine and it had nothing to do with any kind of technique or anything. It looked like I was a, a drowning fish, like just wallowing in the water. <laughs> um, but with the thing, the drills that he had given me to do was like holding on to a kickboard vertically or horizontally, and then kind of like just swimming with one arm, grabbing it, and then going back with the other one and grabbing it, and then like swimming that way. So to kind of like slow the stroke down and kind of like introduce that pause. Um, and then doing um, where you have like the one arm on the kickboard and you're just using kind of like one arm to swim um, to kind of like, and that those were mainly more to help. I think it was, one, it was to help with my catch, but two, it was also to help with my breathing. Um, so that was the other thing. My arm was dropping too far when I was going to breathe. So that's what one of the things he was saying is that, so I was late breathing because my arm was dropping down too far. And so that was forcing me to have to come all the way back up. Um, I wasn't breathing enough out of my nose um to do that and then um the hips thing was the one thing that he was like really so it was like those drills and then the and then just kicking on one side with fins with my head with my one arm out just to get a feel for that so those are the first few drills that i had to do um that he gave me when i first started and can you remember how long it took you to make those changes or to feel a difference with them um i did another analysis with him i want to say right before the next triathlon uh season so i want to say like maybe may of uh either it like march or april of 2019 was when i did the next one and so i was really working with him so i worked with him again and he was like you've made incredible improvements like you know my hips were still flat he said and so that was like you know and that leads into like kind of like where when i start first started working with you um, saying that I was over rotating my hips because I was like, all right, I really need to get these hips rotating. And so I think I kind of like overdid everything. <clears throat> um, and then I started swimming really well. I started like, I got, um, I was doing like, so I was back then I just changed up from doing workouts and I would just swim straight for like 2,400 meters or something like that. And then I got down to like, I was going under 30 minutes for six, for 20, no, for two K no, that doesn't make sense for, for 1600 meters. I was going under 30 minutes for 1600 meters. And I was like, Oh, that's, and that was like right before this race I did in August in Atlantic city, that was an Olympic tri distance roughly. Um, and I, so usually I was, um, a big, I would usually be like three minutes behind my friends that were in the races, um, that were just as good as bikers, but they weren't as good as runners. So it would always like be a race to see who, if I was going to be able to catch them or not, depending on how bad my swim was. And so I remember that day I was only like a minute and 45 seconds behind them. And it was a three quarter mile swim. So, um, it, it was a 1200 meter swim and I was like just under 20 minutes. I think I was 1930 or something like that. Um, and so that was like, so I was seeing a lot of improvement there but i think like looking back on it some of the things that i was still doing wrong is like my arm was still coming straight down um i was 
still not breathing correctly. I don't think, um, and I was still crossing over doing, still doing the crossover stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, and what's it like, uh, now? So when you look back at that, you're three minutes behind down to a minute 45 and, um, with your swim where it is now for that half Ironman around just over one thirty pace, um, did you feel like that was possible a year, two years ago? Did you, um, did you see you'd be able to make those steady improvements? I saw, so, so that's when, so I really started getting into swimming last year with the pandemic and everything because it, um, it just, there was just, um, everything was shut down. And the good thing where I'm at is that, um, we have the Jersey shore that's just an hour away from me. So the fact that I was biking inside, I had really bad plantar fasciitis going on. So I wasn't running and I was just like, I need to get out of the house. I need to do something. So I asked my, so my friends that I'd swim with there, they have a place down on the Jersey shore, just North of, uh, Atlantic city. And there's a place where we, they, they, where they do open swims there. It's just in like this little bay in this little area where, um, they go to dock boats and it's a no wake zone. So we just throw on our, uh, our, our floating buoys and swim around 50 yards per loop. So I was just going down there and just doing, you know, I'd swim two loops, take 30 seconds, swim another two loops, you know, and then drive home. Um, so I was doing that like four days a week. And then on Sundays, we found a group that goes in a different Jersey shore town that where they just do these big, long swims um, on Sunday mornings for like at least an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And so we'd go down and swim with them. And it was kind of like, they, you, you know, so it's like you go in, it's like in behind houses and stuff where they have like boats that docked and behind houses and all these rich million dollar houses and stuff. And so you just swim up and down these channels that they have made in there for these houses and stuff. And so it all led up to like this big race that they had this big swim race that they have at the end of uh, August. That's a 2.4 mile swim. And so I ended up doing that um, at the end of last year. And that's what kind of like convinced me that I could probably do some of these um, Ironman like type distance races. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, and then when you, you contacted me, um, you, so I, had you been, had you seen some of the videos, that we'd posted on maybe Instagram or something. And, um, yeah. that's when you decide to get, so, so that's what happened. So last year at the end of last year, um, I started, um, really getting into swimming and like, I started videotaping myself and showing it to my friends. Like a couple guys got inducted into like, you know, there's some, um, so they have like division three swimming here, like for colleges, like the one guy got inducted into a school's hall of fame for his university hall of fame for swimming and stuff. And so these guys kind of looking at my swim and like telling me what I'm doing wrong, what I'm doing right. And then somebody had shared a video that you had done. And so then I just became obsessed with like looking at the videos, trying to make those changes, doing this, that, and the other thing. And so that's when I really started like figuring out breathing from the diaphragm, you know, breathing more out of my nose techniques that I had kind of like seen from you um, and seen from your videos and everything that were on there. Um, so I had done, like, like I said, I was really, I had really seen big improvements last year. Um, and then I started, so I was like, oh, I'm going to join master swim. Like oh, I should be good enough now to join the master swim class. And so I joined the master swim to get rid of, to get ready. Fantastic. I was going to do in April. And I started actually getting worse at, um, at this master swim class. And I started not, I started like when I got there, 
you know, with drafting and everything, I was doing hundred intervals with like 15 seconds rest and like 125, 130. And then all of a sudden I was swimming like 140 and not even be able to like recover, you know? So I was like, you know, so it just, I just started getting into my head and like, I need to do this, this, and this. So I'm like, I just need to start working with people. I need to start from the get go. I need to start, you know, so I stopped. And then I talked to like one of this guy that's like, he was a uh, former division one swimmer for Clemson um, who does like, who's really good triathlete and everything. And so I was talking to him and he's like, Oh, see you know at the pool that we're at where we swim at you know talk to tyler tyler can help you so i worked with tyler and i got some changes from him that kind of like helped still kind of like in my head and then it was when you did that five day catch challenge i saw that being um populated and marketed and i was like you know what i'm like for 10 bucks what can i lose like you know worst worst things i've i've wasted 10 bucks more at a bar on a friday night than i would like <laughs> yeah. you know you know taking a swim you know taking a couple like swim lessons and stuff like that and it wasn't until that that i was like really sold on like work wanting to work with you personally and like see how far i could go with this and why do you think you got slow with the masters club um i think it was just more um because i was more focused on speed and not focused on technique um and I do think I'm better in the open water because then I'm not like every, every time I swim in a pool, I'm, I don't do flip turns. So it's like, I'm just stopping, kicking off floating. And then I have to get back into that rhythm again. When I'm in the open water, I can at least like, I'm more cognitive of what I'm doing over longer distances of time and, and distance. So I can actually like really hone in, like, all right, keep doing this, keep doing this, keep doing this. Um, but when I'm in a pool, I can't do that. And I was so focused on trying to keep up with everybody and be faster, faster, faster that I think it just made my technique worse and worse and worse. It's, I was, that was just out of curiosity really, because I've seen that with a, with a couple of other swimmers that I've coached before. And I've have found that personally as well in, in some squads I've with that, um, when I do swim in a squad, there might be a lot of people. And if people are leaving like two or three seconds apart. And it's just on the feet. So, like my technique definitely gets worse when I do that. Um, I yeah. think fitness-wise, I can it, it often increases. Fitness does, but then the technique element falls falls away a bit, and um, it just depends on what's what's more important for the individual. I think at, at that time, yeah. but uh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I um, yeah, I've seen that with a, with a few others. So, um, and then uh, so when when you first started, you sent your first first video um can you remember some of those things that you then took away and went to went to work on so yeah the i i remember specifically like, like at least in the five day catch challenge the first thing was the entry into the water so i wasn't like going i don't know i was, think i was more slapping um and i don't think i was reaching out as far as i should have been um, so I was kind of like going in and then reaching out and like, cause I, oh, I was told was like, you need extension, extension, extension. So I, I would put my hands in, but then I would like reach out as far as I could. And I think that's, so I was causing myself to over rotate. And then, so I knew, so once started working with the entry, I wasn't, and I was listening to kind of like how you described them with the videos did, I found myself not rotating as much but um i could feel that when i put my hand in and it was time to like go to the next phase that i could feel like i was definitely setting up better for the catch i think one of the things that i was really doing was that i still was coming straight down and so with the catch part um because we were doing the doggy paddle drill i could feel that i was really getting a feel for the water and so 
um it kind of like sold me on drills i was kind of like ah drills are drills you know what are they going to do like even with like running drills i kind of i could i felt like i kind of just go through the motion and it kind of just like kind of like woke me back up again like oh i really need to do like not only swim drills but i can really i should really get back to like really focusing on my running drills and my running technique and things like that because it just kind of like woke me up to everything yeah yeah that's interesting and and uh and even now like you you feel uh, you, you can see the benefit of doing the drills and yeah i started loving the drills yeah and the parts that i've really looked forward to because i could really because i felt like you know because you're watching yourself as you do it and you're imagining yourself doing it and when i kind of do the drills i kind of picture the person in the video trying to do them and trying to like mimic like those different arm movements and stuff and so it i think it definitely definitely made a huge difference um but i remember like you know you want to like i was progress you know digressing and so i was like i remember being like just like around 136 for 100 yards when i first started that five day catch challenge and by the end like and i gauged myself off of doing that four by 100 meters i think you had with like 30 seconds rest and so my average when i first started was like 136 and when i finished i was down to like 125 and the, at the end and i did it on five consecutive days because i was like you know that's what it's set up for it's set up for a five-day challenge so i did it in five consecutive days and i saw like a little digression on like day three but i think that was like more like fatigue issue just for swimming three days in a row um, but by the end of the fifth, by the end of the fifth day, I was down to one twenty-five in the four by one hundred. Wow, geez, that's awesome. Um, uh, and what about how you how you feel through through the stroke when you're swimming now? Is is there any difference there from a couple of months ago to to now? Just in how you feel, you've got a hold of the water, or you're getting better. Catch yeah, I feel. Yeah, I feel a lot stronger. I definitely feel um i definitely feel a lot stronger in the water i definitely feel like i can i can increase pace decrease pace like before for me it was just like i only had one speed and so i started out and then i would just swim until i got to the finish line and so there was obviously like a huge digression you know a huge drop off in pace because i'd be you know i didn't know how to pace myself or anything like that so now i can actually like pace myself and be able to like focus in and i can i can turn it on and turn things off like i can with like running and stuff like that which i wasn't able to do mm. previously and what do you think that's down to what what's helped you develop those different gears um one the technique stuff but two just doing certain different drills like i know i've never done like i never knew the um the explanation of like doing builds um build set do this one at a smooth rate, do this one, these next two at an easier rate, at a slightly harder rate, and then just go hard for the next one. Um, so just learning different, learning how to pace myself through different um, techniques, like, all right, you know, we're breaking it down each hundred, you know, say we're doing a hundred and it's like, all right, this 25 is easy, the next 50 is medium, and then the last 25 is hard. Um, and I think it kind of like really helped me kind of like figure out like what's, what's sustainable and what's not sustainable when doing an actual when actually swimming and stuff yeah yeah that's that's a good way to to put it i um i like that expl explanation because i've seen that with with a lot of other swimmers who have just included some of that that variable pace training in their in their, their workouts because if you if everything's just done at the same pace it's great for developing your ability to swim at that pace but then it just doesn't give you any options and i think when you've got the confidence and the ability to 
gauge how much effort you can put in for the return on your speed, you then have confidence going into a race and a much better sense of of that of the heart rate and the the effort that you can sustain for the for the race distance. And uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's great to see that. Did you did you feel that? Let's say in the, the half Ironman the other week, did you notice that when you were racing that you could you had a good yeah, so that's a, uh, yeah so i actually had like a you know that was like you know i don't know i i forget if i had like ran this by you or not but i had felt like when i did when i did the age group nationals in at the beginning of august i felt like i didn't have as good as a swim as i could have had but it was still a huge improvement on what um i have done previously i had swam 24 flat for 1500 meters which i think is like 136 or something i forget what exactly it is but yeah uh, <clears throat> uh but so that you know so i was like all right you know so then i so gauging off of that i was expecting like a 32 um at mm. main 7.3 what i did there and going into main i was like all right you know i was like it's i had kind of like done the swim and i figured out kind of like where the build I, I was like, all right, you know, the first Billy's roughly 600 yards. Um, and then you got to swim, you know, a mile, you know, then you're like a thousand this way. And then like another 600 back in, I was like, so my goal, so my plan was, all right, you know, go hard to that first Billy. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm not going to die. So just go hard to that first Billy hit the left. And then once I get to the left, then smooth out the, this, the stroke, make sure that I'm really getting like good pulls, but don't really worry about like, you know, fast turnover, just make sure you're getting strong pulls. And then when I made the left to go back in, then it was like, all right, you know, now let's finish this off and then try to like pick it back up again and like close out the race. So I was definitely super shocked when I, like I, so I had my watch set to go off every 500 yards and every 10 minutes. So I had not heard that, th that third beep go off yet for the minutes. And so I was like, I can't believe this. I was like, I'm going to be under 30 minutes. I'm going to be, so I crossed that line and I saw I was under 30 minutes. I was like, this is game on. This is game on. I was like, I'm done the hardest part now. I was like, now we're into my wheelhouse. Like, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. I was, I was stoked when I read your, read your message about the, the swim. I was like, oh, it's so good to see those sorts of yeah, things yeah, after yeah. The, the work you put in and stuff. So yeah, love seeing that. And then, as as you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. It's uh, doesn't mean that every race from here on is going to be uh, going to be amazing. Um, yeah. we're Especially just when they're not too legal. <laughs> yeah, right. So we um, and then you had that Iron Man on the weekend, and um, yeah. the it didn't quite go to go to plan. But um, everything's a learning experience. So do you want to talk a bit about that Iron Man swim, and then um, and when what happened there? Yeah. Yeah, just um, I had gone in thinking that, you know, all right, I can swim. You know, I had done a, a 3,200 meter time trial in the pool where I was right around, which put me, would have put me at like 66 minutes. So I was like, okay, you know, I was like, if I put on a skin, a swim, a skim suit, and I was like, the lake, you know, the, everybody talks about how like, you know, flat the lake is there because it's a man made lake. Um, so there's no current, there's no nothing. It's just like, you know, it's just water that they filled in there. Um, so I was expecting to kind of go in that 65 to 66 range. Um, and so with when I got smacked in the face and my goggles and cap come flying off. And so immediately the heart rate goes up because I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, I'm, I should be, you know, in my mind, I'm like, I have a shot at a Kona spot and there's only two there. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm like, 
now I know now I'm like really nervous and like my heart shoots up because now I'm panicking because I'm like I gotta look for where my goggles are I'm pausing people are now like you know swimming into me because I'm <laughs> I'm just standing still so if I get my goggles on and so I have I've had troubles keeping swim caps on so I always put my goggles under underneath um so that the so if the swim cap slips off then it can just like go off and i don't have to worry about like because i've been in a race where i had my goggles over top of it and now i just have like this thing being held on by my goggles and like creating drag and stuff um so um so when my goggles came off it flipped my cap off too and i didn't know if i really needed it or not with this being my first iron man um so yeah i got it was and then the it was windy that day so i definitely like um, didn't expect as much chop that was on there, but there was a lot of chop and I was kind of just taking on water and it wasn't, it was not wetsuit legal. So I was in a skim suit, which for us, us swimming deficit people that puts me in a, <laughs> a little disadvantage to a lot of other people. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it was a learning experience. So, but yeah, it was a lot, a lot more violent than I expected that I experienced at other races and definitely a lot more, uh, a lot harder than I had imagined to it to be. Um, but yeah. I was like, right around, I was just under 75 minutes for that. So about 10 minutes off when I thought I was going to swim. I was like, I, was, I remember coming, I was like, oh man, I was like, I'm so embarrassed to tell Brad what I did in the swim. He's gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm like, we got the podcast. I was like, I'm gonna embarrass him. That <laughs> so it, it's all good. I think, uh, I think, yeah. You know, people, everyone goes through it. Everyone uh, has a bad race here and there, and especially being your first Ironman. You know, when I went into my first Ironman, I thought there's no way I'm gonna nail every single section of this, and I'm just gonna have to wait until afterwards to see what what are those learnings that I can can take from yeah. it, and, and something's bound to to go wrong and inevitably, inevitably it did because uh, I had no, no experience to really draw, draw on apart from friends and uh, a few coaches that I know, but yeah, that's, yeah. that's all part of it. And especially those choppy waters and choppy conditions without a wetsuit on um, being beat up as you're trying to put your goggles on, like it's everything that, that you can then take into the next race. If you experience something similar, you've, you've got that experience to draw and you can no doubt. Yeah. Uh, yeah do do a uh do have a better swim next time but uh yeah that's uh, i thought when i hadn't heard from you on uh on monday i thought yeah i reckon he hasn't probably had his uh his best swim uh <laughs> i was like oh, i'll just save it i was like i'm so embarrassed i was like i'll just save it for the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's a wallow in myself for the rest of the after the rest of the race. So I just went and got like really drunk on Sunday watching the the American football games. <laughs> <laughs> well, you need you got to reward yourself after such a massive event like that. Yeah, 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 that's what, and that's what I kind of like. I kind of save myself for those for those big those big races because I'm like, all right, you know, you're gonna feel like crap the next day anyway, so you might mm. as well give yourself an excuse on why you feel like crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I remember sitting down after my man went out for dinner with friends and family that came along, and I was sitting there, had, was eating my meal for 15 minutes, and then I just started sweating profusely. I couldn't stop myself from sweating. I don't know what happened, but my body just didn't know what was going on, and I just <laughs> felt a little bit lightheaded. I'm just like, oh, I've got to, I've got to go go back to the apartment and just just yeah. relax and yeah I was, I was too tired too exhausted to actually stay up past about eight o'clock but i couldn't sleep either it was a problem so yeah, yeah. that's what yeah, that's what ended up happening with me um well i got 
we finished uh i met my fiance we got some i got a burrito at the after at the after thing and we just walked right back to the apartment and she had a glass of wine and then i passed out on the in the bed and we were just out and i think i woke up at like four o'clock in the morning and i'm like all right i'm like i need to figure out how i gotta get my bike and then i said i go on the athlete's guide thing and it's like your bike was supposed to be picked up at 1 a.m. And I'm like, crap. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm going to go get, so I'm like getting dressed and I'm like walking over to, it probably helped me for the rest of the day because it kind of like loosened me up, got rid of some of that junk and stuff. So I was able to kind of like get fluid. So I was able to pick, you know, luckily the people in Ironman were just awesome. And they just, they packed all my stuff back into the bags that we had there. And my bike was with a bunch of other bikes that were on a rack. And so I was easily just able to grab it, bring it right back to the place. Um, went back to sleep for a little bit and then I dropped it off uh, for the transport thing that I had. And then I was off, I was off. But then that next day, yeah, that Sunday I was able to go and like actually get some food in me and actually go and have like some cel celebratory uh, alcoholic beverages. Yeah. Nice. And well, going back to the cap thing, actually, uh, <laughs> are you just wearing the silicon, the silicon cap? Whatever they give us. Yeah. Yeah. So my pro yeah, I've always had a problem where I was just like, I don't know. I have like a pretty, oily head like i just produce a bunch of oil and so if i do a fresh shave like near the start of the race then there's nothing to kind of like grab it and that oil just kind mm. of like sometimes like slips right up off of it so um yeah. i just have to remind myself not to like shave my head the day before give you some some friction it's uh yeah. the other thing you can yeah. do there is uh if you get a silicon cap put that so i normally go goggles and then a silicon cap and then the race cap and it's not oh, okay perfect but it's it's better than just a silicon cap so they've got they might be called like dome silicon caps like there's a few different cuts that you can get and these yeah. sort of dome ones are pretty tight but they stay on stay on well so that's another option if you if you have yeah my net, what on. i was going to look into this off season was like trying to look into like kids sizes because i just have this yeah. small peanut head too and i think that like <laughs> when i bring it down like it like you know, when I put it on and I try to like get it as tight as I can, like the eyes are like down here and it's like down. Yeah, really. So it tends to be like a little big for my head. So I end up kind yep. of like just rolling it up. Yeah, gotcha. Although I reckon those, one of those dome silicon caps would be, would be good. Like if you're probably on, I don't know, one of the swimming competition, uh, like maybe swim outlet or something, they'd probably have like a plain black one or something like that. Um, that'd be worth, worth trying because um I've, I've had my issues with caps coming in the past i remember they uh, i did a, i did a race and um i think i it was like a small local race and i i think i i won it but they were considering disqualifying me because my cap came off and i was like but there's only so much you can do to keep one of those crappy caps on on your head so, I, yeah, I, I like some of the races some of the races give out orange caps and i'm like i'm not even wearing it it's the same color as my head yeah <laughs> like bald as orange <laughs> <laughs> and uh and and looking forwards what's uh you know what do you feel like the next stage of your improvement can come from in the swim what do you feel like is possible for you over the next six to 12 months um so definitely still working on like that catch phase but i think also i think there's a lot that i can do with um obviously still technique, but I think there's a lot that can be done with like my kick. Cause I still don't know what I'm kind of like doing there. So I try to like, so the whole time I'm just doing like a slow fluttering kick. Um, and so I don't know if that's really proper or not proper. Like I look at like some videos and I think, I feel like watching some people like their leg 
feet like never come below their hips but I watch myself and my feet are like coming below my hips. So I feel like I was watching a video that you did of like Sam Long and you mentioned that his foot was probably causing some of his drag um, that uh, was in his swim and like where he can improve and stuff like that, where he kind of called you out asking you if you could like fix his swim or if you can analyze his swim. And you pointed out how his foot was kind of like probably causing some drag because it was like hanging down a little too much. So turning um, so I, yeah. kind of like, I kind of noticed that with me. And then, uh, I think just getting more and more like distance under my belt and just like do and doing that type of stuff. I think, uh, um, you know, I, I felt like after the Ironman, I was like, okay, I'm like, I, you know, hindsight thing is, is like, all right, I definitely need to be doing more just getting in an open body of water and just like swimming for long periods of time and just like mm -hmm. doing that so that you're just used to this swimming for, you know because you could do all the long workouts that you can but there's like breaks in between and stuff like that and nothing can really like simulate just going out for like a long period of time and just swimming yeah yeah definitely and it, i guess just a, a technical question on how you film yourself the question i get asked people is how do i how do i take footage of myself and you've you do this uh pretty easily by the look of it and the footage you send through is great for sending to me so how, how do you go about recording yourself um so i have a uh i have an ipad i have a gopro that has a of the a tripod with bending legs and stuff so i hook it onto the side of the wall that like i have that i swim flowing into it um so that takes my front on part uh when i do the above shots i put it on top of the um the uh the starter blocks um, so that's how I get the above shot. And then I try to go at a time where I know that there's going to be, that it's kind of going to be kind of empty. And then if you do the side, so then I do the tripod legs, I put that on the lane separator, but I go one lane over. So I don't put it on the side that I'm on. I put it on the one lane over side. And then that kind of gets like at least two, two to three strokes inside like mm -hmm. one frame. Um, so you can kind of see almost the same, the sit, the full thing happening within like two strokes instead of just like having to pause like each section, um, and seeing it come through. Like, um, if you put it on the, the lane separator, that's on your lane. Yeah. It's too close, isn't it? If, if you're on that, yep. on yeah. your own lane. Um, and then, and then after that, you upload, you download it through the iPad you're saying. Yep. So, yeah, so I take it, um, I put it on my, I take the, uh, the disc out. So I don't, I, I started trying to use, like trying to upload it to the iPad and like my iPhone and then putting it on, but, um, you tend to like, it's the, the files are just so huge that I ended up just getting a mini, um, USB port and then just putting it in that mini USB port, um, and then just uploading it to my computer. And then the computer puts it right onto YouTube and it's just that simple. Yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that people, people ask all the time. So it's, um, it's good to hear how you do it because and that's how yeah. i've it, it, most of the swimmers who get their own footage that's how most of them tend to do it with a, a gopro or underwater action cam with those with a bendy lay tripod that yeah um, yeah it doesn't, yeah and i mine's a gopro 7 so it's not like you need the latest and greatest um yeah the 7 i think was like one of the first ones that you don't need the underwater um cage if you want it or something like that so i don't use an underwater cage over top of it i just use the actual the 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 camera just goes right into the holder and it just goes right under. So, you know, you get yourself a good, like used GoPro seven and I'm sure it's probably like, you know, a hundred bucks, 150 bucks or something like that. 
yeah, not, not too expensive at all. And uh, and just and finally, so for the next season, because it's obviously off season for you now. Um, the next season, you've got um, uh, world champs over in Dubai. Uh, in was it November? Yeah, that's yeah. I think it's like somewhere around November fifteenth. The age group nationals for the Olympic distance for standard distance, and then um, world seventy point three uh, at the end of October, October twenty eighth, twenty ninth. I think. Fantastic. Well, uh, thanks very much for being on the podcast and for sharing your journey over the last couple of years with your swimming. I'm I'm sure that a lot of athletes listening will will get a lot from it and be able to perhaps take some of that on board and maybe adjust what they're doing. So uh, thank you. And uh, yeah, appreciate it. And looking forward to working with you towards uh, nationals and, and worlds and see what we can get this swim down to. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. I, thanks for having me on. I, I've really enjoyed the process and am really excited to see what happens over the next year. Awesome. Thanks very much, Chris. Yep. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Effortless Swimming Podcast. If you'd like us to help you become a faster, more efficient swimmer, go to www.effortlessswimming.com.